Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. It's a little sad. Sad day here on 101 ESPN. It's not a bad day, just a sad day. The Blues are finishing out their regular season against the Dallas Stars Most tonight. Most of the time when you're sad, though, it's a bad day. Game starts right here on 101 ESPN at 7 o'clock. Alex will have your pregame coverage with Joey Vitale starting at 6. And Joe joins us now via the 101 ESPN hotline. Joe, we appreciate the time as always. I don't know if this is a celebration or a, a sad ending for you, but congratulations on making it through yet another NHL regular season. How you doing today, buddy? Joey, Joey, Joey. Hey, I'm, uh, I it's a sad day because I'm going to miss I'm gonna miss every Thursday getting a Joey chant. I think I think we all we all need a Joey chant, or at least a Alex chant, or a BK, or a Tan. Everyone needs that. So you need to find some friends out there that will at least once a week can when pump you up. I got this Disney World sweatshirt, and it's it's a vintage one, and it's got all the characters on it. And I got it, I think like a year or two ago when we were down in Disney, and it become a kind of a chillier trip. And I got this sweatshirt, and I was just kind of rushing around. I got it for me and my wife to stay warm and for the kids. And it says on the top, let the good times roll. And it's all like in these pastel. It's a really ugly sweatshirt. But anyway, so my point is, every day I'm having a bad day, my wife will say to me, hey, sometimes you just got to put on that let's let the good times roll sweatshirt. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put on the let's let the good times roll sweatshirt with the Disney World, and I'm going to start feeling better. And every time I put that doggone sweatshirt on, I do, in fact, feel better. Uh, I'm going to miss the chance and the hoots and hollering, guys. But it, it is certainly a silver lining. going to be a good long off season for everyone involved, or a chance for a reset. But, but certainly sad, as, as Alex and I were talking about yesterday, BK, on the air. You know, you see the sun out. You just finished the Masters. You're seeing the Cardinal red around town. This is when our brains is automatically kind of programmed to, all right, here come playoff hockey. This is a great time to be in St. Louis. And to not be a part of that. Uh, this year, uh, first time in a very long time for St. Louis Blues fans, is it, it, it is sad. I have to be, I have to be real about that. Joe, the good news is you've got kids. I've got kids, and I ask my kid to say something, she'll say it. So I just ask my kid to just walk around the house and chant Alex. I would imagine yours would do the same thing for you, right? <laughs> no, they, they chant money, dad, money, <laughs> money, dad, money, dad, dad, uh, wipe me, diaper, chain, poop, yeah. dad. You know, it's not so much Joey, but no, it's certainly going to be a lot of fun. And I think for a lot of these players, you know, Tori Crew just had a child. You know, Brandon Sott was talking to him the other day. They have children. And as my good friend Keith Yandel brought up, I'll never forget this, four years ago, uh, he came in after a day off. And I said, hey, Keith, how was your day off? And it was right when he had his second baby. And he goes, day off. It's day on, baby. Day on. Every day away from the rink's day on. So it's certainly going to be a summer on for a lot of these guys with kids. And it'll be a summer on for a lot of them that are trying to improve in this offseason as well, Joe. If you look to this offseason, um, and I know there's still one game to be played, and you guys will break that all down tonight here on 101 ESPN, but as you look at what we've seen the last month, you look towards the offseason, 
Who's the guy that in your mind has changed his trajectory the most? So based on what you thought of him previously to where you're at right now, who's the guy that's changed your opinion of him the most this year, Joe? You know, that's a, it's a really good question, BK. Uh, there, there are a couple players that, that stand out. You know, I think I'm going to go with Torpchenko for what we've seen out of him from just his personality, from his grit, his competitiveness. He brings in every single game. I think that this is going to be uh, a culture-changing summer for this team. And I think that so much of the culture that needs to be changed is they need more committed, night-in, night-out, consistent hockey players. You know, players like Braden Shen, who put their heart on the sleeve every single night for the most part. I mean, again, you're not going to do it every single night, 82 games a lot. You know, but can you count on a player to go 68, 69, 70 games to be that consistent lightning rod like Torpchenko certainly has proven uh, down the stretch of this season? Uh, the, you know, the other player, too, and I think that, to answer your question, I think Colton Pareko. And I, and I say that because I think a lot of people have seen him as having maybe a step back this year, especially the first half of the year. I've really loved his second half. And, you know, I say Colton Pareko because this is going to be a, a franchise just game changer for the St. Louis Blues. He's not there yet. He'd be the first to admit that. You know, I think when you lose Petrangelo and then you lost Jay Bomeister all within about a year's span, Right, the reins kind of had to be handed off to Colton Pareko, and was he completely ready for that? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, there are certain signs that say that maybe he wasn't. Right, and no fault to him, by the way. You know, and as we talked to Tom Stillman in the booth last night, you have to give these players patience. It takes a lot of time sometimes. Even the best in the world, Nathan McKinnon, he really didn't start really blossoming and exploding into his late to around his fifth or sixth season. And he's one of the best players in the world, right? So for a Colton Pareko who now is going to be this, this franchise leader down the road, I think it's, it's very comparable to looking like a Jay Bomeister. Jay Bomeister didn't make the playoffs for the first basically decade of him and himself into the National Hockey League, and look at the way that's turned out. So I look at Torpchenko for different reasons, and I look at Colton Pareko, and I'm excited to see him just continue to take that next step forward, which I think he will make. I'm heading into next season. Joe, you, you mentioned Braden Shen and just kind of how he's played this season and that meaningful game where he essentially nearly lost a finger and still fought through to help the Blues win. I, I know it's it's not till next season, but in your opinion, do you feel he's the next captain for the Blues? I do. You know, I, I do. I think that, you know, lots can still be done and said about what's going to happen in this offseason, Alex. But let's just make the assumption that, you know, you don't sign Ryan O'Reilly. You know, let's make the assumption that, you don't bring in a Jonathan Taves, uh, another captain that's going to be floating around. Obviously, we heard the news today that he's going to play in his final game in a Blackhawks uniform tonight. You know, but it, I bring him up not because I think we need him, but I bring him up because there could be some captain material players available this summer aside from Ryan O'Reilly. But let's make the assumption that all the captains and good leaders are not going to come in and, and play for the Blues next year. I think, I think Braden Chen's your next captain. You know, I think that not only the way he competes, he plays on the ice. He has that, that leadership, professional quality about him. He, he's old school. Uh, you know, when, when things aren't going right, he's, he's vocal about it. When the game needs a, a fight or a scrap or a hit, he seems to always be ringing the bell that he's up for the challenge. He's a student of the game. He reads the game very well. Sometimes the game needs a goal. Sometimes the game needs a hit. Sometimes he needs a big face-off, right? Sometimes he needs a fight. And right, he, he's very good about understanding what a game needs in certain situations, and that certainly is a leadership quality. Uh, and then, quite frankly, as, as we've been around this team a lot, just a very well-liked individual. And I think if you were to put it up for a vote, 
uh, even though most NHL teams do not do this. You see this in youth hockey a lot as far as voting who they believe should be the captain. If it were, it would be a vote. I think the overwhelming answer, maybe if not everyone, would have Braden Shen as, of course, the captain. And again, that just speaks volumes to his character, how much he cares about players next to him and around him. He treats people respectfully. He treats, obviously, us broadcasters and, and everyone in the business very, very well. He's wonderful with the Blues for Kids Foundation. I mean, uh, his donation of his time, all those little things add up to big things when it talks about being a captain in a leadership role of a National Hockey League team. And, of course, Braden Shen checks all those boxes. Joey Vitale is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Final question that I've got for you, Joe. We'll get you out of here on this one. Pavel Buchnevich has spent most of the last month or so at center now. I would say like 90% of the job he's done every, every bit as well as anybody could have expected him to. Uh, the one real obvious question mark is with the faceoffs where he's 30% on the season. When you look at Pavel Buchnevich, do you think he will be lining up at center or on the wing opening night of next year? And Joe, how does that influence what this team needs to do in the offseason? You know, I think that if Doug Armstrong had to choose, I think he goes out and finds a centerman for Pavel Buchnevich and you move him back to wing. And that, that's only based off of what I've seen. And he, I think he's been fine. He's been good at center. I, I feel like he's more comfortable as a winger. Now, remember, when he got drafted, he was actually a centerman before he went to the Rangers. The Rangers end up flipping him to a wing position, right? And, of course, there were many reasons for that. But, you know, obviously it, it worked pretty well. For the New York Rangers, the Blues, of course, acquired him as a winger as well. So there are many cocky eyes that see him as a, a more of a natural winger. I think he is fully capable. And if there's any player on the team that was capable this year to move to center, it was him because he is so good and so stifly there in the defensive zone. So I'd like that they gave it a shot. But if I'm Doug, Doug, Doug Armstrong heading into this offseason, and if I had two choices, do I find a winger for Bucinavich at center or do I find a center and move Bucinavich to winger I'm choosing the latter. I'm looking for a centerman, a more natural centerman, you know, good on draws, um, that can focus on the defensive zone and then allow Paul Bushnevich to really just go out there and be him, which I think is, as a winger, you know, I find that he, he picks his spots so well. In the D zone, he's more of a, he's guarding, and then he can jump into certain situations. And I think that at times uh, maybe it looked a little overwhelming for him at center, especially on a team that certainly has not been defending very well. So to answer that question, um, BK, I think that I think you go out and you look for a centerman this year. Uh, someone strong down the middle. Teams are built down the middle. You got to be strong down the middle. We, we've seen that all all throughout the, the league. All the best teams that are going to compete for that cup this year are strong down the middle. And I think that to me that is a huge piece for Doug Armstrong uh, heading into this offseason. Joe, you've done an excellent job this year on the broadcast. It's been our pleasure to be able to have you on throughout the Blues regular season as well. Thanks, as always, for hopping on with us today. We wish you the best during this offseason. We'll talk with you again soon, my friend. Hey, sounds good, Alex. BK Tanner, you guys do a wonderful job. Love listening to you during the day. We always have you on when I'm picking up my, my youngest from yeah. from school midday. And I uh, love hearing the voices. You guys break everything down. So good luck to the Cardinals, of course. And we'll be speaking to you guys. You See got you, Joey, it. Joey Vitale. Joining us here on 101 ESPN as he does each and every week throughout the blue season. I always appreciate his time.